Welcome to Plead the Cause, brought to you by Heart of the Bride Ministries. I'm Brian Chrisman. I am the Executive Director of Heart of the Bride, and we welcome you today to this, uh, this podcast where we are pleading the cause for orphaned and vulnerable children around the world, and, uh, and also right here at home. We now work in uh, Northwest Florida, so we work around the world and, uh, and domestically, and we are pleading the cause for children in crisis all around the world. Uh, I'm hosting today. Uh, our normal host, Tommy, is uh, actually on his way to the airport right now, or hopefully he's already there. Uh, he'll be leaving for Zambia today and be there for three weeks as his family prepares to move to Zambia in 2024 to be on the mission field. So he's over there doing some prep work or on his way there. And uh, so for the next couple broadcasts, you're just going to have me. I'm going to trip over my words and not do the intro well and mess up the order like I did a minute ago. But that's okay because this is real and we're just uh, we're just here today uh, to come together for a common cause. And so today um, we are uh, going to be talking about something a little different. Um, our last couple broadcasts have been about adoption and we're going to continue that uh, in the coming weeks. But today we want to talk about how you, as someone who may be listening to this podcast or watching this, this uh, video cast, uh, can make a difference can really do something. I think um, a lot of people that I talk to around the world uh, about or around the United States about our cause, you know, a lot of times they they really identify with us, but then, uh, and they share the, the concern, they share the, the, um, the passion for, um, for working with orphaned and vulnerable children around the world, but they think, you know, I can't really make a difference. I'm not rich. I don't, I don't, make a lot of money, uh, my budget's very tight, what can I do? Well, today we're going to visit with someone who uh, didn't let that or anything like that stop her. And so today I want to introduce you to Tina Pizer. Tina, welcome to the podcast. And uh, is this your uh, podcast debut? It is. This is my first time. So thanks for having well, me. You're welcome. Listen, this is the other thing we do is drag people onto podcasts <laughs> and, and 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 make them make them appear to the world. So um yeah, I've done that to my wife. I'll be doing that to my daughter in the coming days. So uh welcome to the podcast. Tina is a um Tina's a member of Live Oak Church in Navarre, Florida, which is just about 20, 25 minutes from here. And uh, they've been longtime partners with Heart of the Bride and especially with our ministries in Zambia. In fact, Tommy, uh our our normal host, Tommy and his wife Helena, are members of Live Oak. And uh Live Oak will be sending them off into the mission field within the next year. So there's a lot of strong connection there. Uh, and Tina is one of those members, went with us last year to Zambia on a mission trip, and I got to experience the ministry firsthand. And so she's here today to share about um kind of how God has moved in her. Uh, to, to be able to support that ministry. So, but Tina, before we get into that, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, your life's pretty interesting, or at least I think it is. I love to hear about it. You know, what, who you are, you know, your family and, and what you did before you moved to the Gulf Coast. Uh, yeah. So I was born in Baltimore, Maryland and moved to the Gulf Coast um, Panhandle uh, 16 years ago and um, have two children a uh, 16 year old well she'll be 17 on wednesday which i can't believe that's gone by really fast and oh, i have wow. a 12 year old <laughs> a 12 year old son um and my husband uh, we moved here originally for because he was in the air force and then we retired here and decided to stay um and uh so what i did before um i moved to florida <clears throat> excuse me i was um a, a baltimore city police officer for six years and then um, I had my daughter and we got orders to move here all within a few months. So everything happened quickly and and uh, that's how we got here and we're still here. So 
That is, that's like the, like 90% of the testimonies around here. When you say, so what brought you to the Gulf coast? Well, I was in the air force. My spouse was in the air force, okay. <laughs> yeah. but that's awesome. It brings some really awesome people down here. It's a good um, blend of people. Yeah, it is. Well, and, and I know this wasn't on our agenda for today, but, um, you know, it was really interesting. I think when we got to Zambia last year, um, how all of a sudden, you know, you, you were sitting on a panel talking about drug addiction and all. I mean, uh, just quickly, how did you see how God just used your past experiences in Zambia when you were there to be able to share with people? Well, that's pretty interesting because I um, wasn't, I thought that I had some uh, something to add to the conversation, but dealing with drug addiction in Baltimore as a police officer and speaking to people who, um, are dealing with, you know, street kids who are on drugs was a very different situation. And so I really felt like I didn't have anything to offer as uh, pretty quickly after the conversation of the class, the panel started, I felt very ill-equipped. <laughs> so I just stayed quiet and I was praying in my head the whole time. And just, I thought, well, I don't really have anything to contribute to this. So, you know, Holy spirit, just let me know what you want me to say. And, um, it was pretty interesting and it was part of my testimony coming back when I was uh, speaking to Live Oak about it because um, I, I was joking that I'm not a person who can memorize scripture easily and um, I have to usually Google <laughs> part of a scripture to find out where it came from. Um, and so while I was sitting there and uh, Tommy and Teresa were, were, you know, talking and sharing all this wisdom, I really didn't have much to say. And then I was just prompted with scripture and started to... Um, insert that into the conversation. And I was, I didn't really remember a whole lot about what I had said at the time. Um, and then uh, the next day, one of the uh, staff of, of Alba's Heart came to me and said, that really blessed him. And, and he was a pastor and it really just, it overwhelmed me with uh, the way God moved in that way um, and used me for that. And uh, I just, I, I don't say that to boast at all because I did not have what it, I needed to to say myself and and god gave me that and that was something that was very profound and it still is it still brings me to tears to talk about it so yeah no that that was pretty awesome well i was i was about to say although you you got to where god used you i was sitting in that panel and it was just awesome because you know we we had um tommy there who has a background in uh was suffered from addiction and then has worked in recovery. And then someone else who I think was like a social worker had been in that realm or uh, counseling, I think. And then you as a police officer, former police officer, it was so cool, the different perspectives that God brought to that. And, you know, you're right. You know, the experiences we have here in the West don't always match, you know, with what's going on there, but, but still God used um, you know, your experiences and, and then, and I remember you sharing scripture and how cool that was, you know, but I, I think God just brought all of you guys there for that moment to share with our staff, some encouragement as they battle, I mean, drug addictions, you know, one of the biggest things they have to battle over there, especially kids on the street when they bring them in for residence. So, um, I really appreciate you doing that. So we've kind of covered the first question, which was how you got connected to Abba's Heart. I mean, that was through Live Oak and Tommy and 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 Helena and, and them going over there. And then uh, you and, and uh, your daughter went on that trip. So what is it though about that ministry that, that really resonates with you, uh, that moves you to want to, you know, really support this ministry? Well, I think I've always had a soft spot for children. And, um, you know, the, here in the States, 
there isn't, um, I don't think anyone would leave a child on the street. You know, there's child protective services and there are all these programs. Um, but being over there and seeing the children and hearing that, you know, the, you know, the citizens there kind of look at down on them and they're not really getting any help. That just left a soft spot for me um, as these children will just be out there because there were adults who had been there since they were children and, and no one was coming to the rescue. So um, that really just resonated with me that um, there's no one else helping these kids, you know, and so it really made me want to, you know, get more involved. Wow. Well, so one of the reasons why we, I wanted to talk to you today and have you share is that you've kind of set yourself apart for us in the last year um, as one who just started fundraising for uh, Heart of the Bride and for our ministry in Zambia. Just, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I was looking at it the other day. I think you have uh, personally raised over $10,000 uh, for the ministry in the last year, uh, getting close to 11000 and and you've got more more plans coming up soon. Um, that's, that's amazing. So I think my first question would be to you is, uh, do you, could you personally, like, if you just wanted to just write a check to this ministry, could you write a check for $10,000? Um, it would take some convincing. (laughs) It's a real sacrifice, right? Yeah. I don't know that I could. could (laughs) Right. Well, that's, that's, but that's my thing, you know, as, 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 as the executive director and, and one who's involved in, in our relational fundraising around the nation, you know, I mean, I do sit down with people who can do that. I mean, that's part of it. But the bulk of the people who support Heart of the Bride aren't people who can do that. You know, we, we're trying to bring people in uh, into our ministry and, and to partner with us and be with us and be engaged, not just write checks. And so um, some people just don't feel like they can even be a part of that. But you've really shown that it's not about how much you make there. You know, there's other ways that you can you can support. And so you you have done a number of, of fundraisers. So how do you approach you know fundraising like this and how do you come up with ideas? Well, I pick the things that I really like. So I love books. So our first fundraiser was a used book sale. And um, I actually have friends, you know, at church who are the same. They love books. So I pulled them in and um, we just decided let's do a book sale, you know, uh, let's just try it and see what happens. Last year when we came back from Zambia, all of our fundraisers were trial and error. We'll just see what happens. Um, and our pastor just recently shared with me that I would bring up an idea and he was like, that's not going to make any money. (laughs) (laughs) And then, then, you know, it did, but we didn't know if it was going to, we just tried it out just to see what would happen. So, uh, we had it at the church in our, our children's building there. And we just had people, you know, we just put it out on social media and out through the church that we were collecting used books and, you know, uh, and everyone just, it was amazing how many books were dropped, dropped off. And then we just organized them by genre and put out on social media. We were having a used book sale, put a sign out front and, and people came in and it, it worked out. So, um, and then we, you know, we had a couple of others. Um, so of course, you know, a woman, I love clothing. So <laughs> we did, a, we did a, 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 um, a boutique. We set up um, the, the children's building, like a little boutique store. And we asked people to just donate clothing and, and accessories. And that was, um, that was a great fundraiser, but we, it, because I said it was trial and error, we learned that we needed to have it longer. So we're actually having that again this year in a couple of weeks and, or in a week, I think. And so um, we uh, 
are going to have it longer. We're going to have it for two days and, and for longer hours so that more people can come and shop because we had a lot left over last year. And then we did a, um, a plant sale. So I love plants too. And um, I have friends who, and actually friends who went to Zambia who are, love plants. And we just propagated some plants um, over the winter and asked other people to help. And then we, um, you know, had a plant sale in the spring, which was probably our most involved one because it took a lot more people to, to put plants together. But it worked out. And um, that was our most successful fundraiser to date. So. Yeah, that one was huge. That was crazy. Well, I think that's pretty cool. So in, in just hearing you share, because we didn't we didn't really plan this ahead of time other than me sending you some questions. But I think it's pretty important that number one, it sounds like, hey, you start with what you're passionate with, which is cool. And you are like you're always talking about reading. And I'm like, oh, what book is that? Like, I, you know, <laughs> I, I make myself read. You like it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I probably wouldn't be the best for a book sale. Right. But um, I think that's pretty cool. Starting with what you're passionate about. And then it sounds like, too, like I thought, like you said, and hey, what what are other people really, you know, in my area going to respond to? you know, the clothing and then, and then plant sale, which, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. I, I like too, that it, it got a lot of people involved. Um, that's pretty cool. How many do you think were involved in that plant sale? Well, well, the plant sale, um, there were people who were doing the plants beforehand and buying the supplies and a lot of people donated their money to the supplies. Um, and, uh, and Brenda who went on the trip with us, she um, is very knowledgeable in that area and she put a lot of these beautiful planters together and um, and it just people just love them. And so I, I would say to get ready for it, it was about a handful of us. And then on the day of the event, it's like all hands on deck. We pull in more people to um, some people are like, look, I don't have a green thumb, but I can help you set up and I can help you. You know, I can help work the tables and help customers. So um, I just try to pull a team of people together who um, are are into it. You know, they're like excited about it. They want to help. Um, maybe they didn't go on the trip, but they've heard about it and they really want to help in some way or they want to serve in some way. So we probably had about 10 people total for that plant sale. That's cool. No, that's really awesome. And how much did you raise from that one? Um, that one, I believe I'm trying to remember. I used to have it written down, but um, we actually made the most at that one. I think that one was about 7,000. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, it was really close to that, which was amazing because yeah. <laughs> kind of like your pastor. I, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, he was like plants. No one's gonna buy that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was good because it was in April and it was when everyone was really just starting to start decorating for the fall and getting their porch. You know. Right. And again, thinking about what people need and the time of year they need it. I think that was that was awesome because that what that's the time people are planting. You right. know, I, I'm not much of a yard guy, but other people are getting their yards ready, <laughs> freshening yeah. up their flower beds. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's I think that, you know, you didn't say it this way, but there's a lot of thought that, that goes into that one, especially, you know, a book sale, I guess, could be just about any time of the year. You know, right. clothing, uh, probably season specific, maybe, you know, but the, especially the plant sale yeah, has to be pretty yeah. planned out. So um, that's pretty cool, sale. though. I'm sorry. Yeah, the no, book sale, we had indoors when it was scorching hot outside so we could have it indoors so it's air conditioned. And the, the clothing sale we do in October. So we call it a boutique, you know, B -O -O. <laughs> right. so we just try to kind of we try to kind of play with the theme a little bit. Um, but, you know, but we had beautiful <laughs> at the plant sale, but then we also had, you know, tomato plants in a solo cup, you know, so it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't <laughs> fancy, you know, because they were just going to put them in the ground anyway. So it, it worked out. 
Yeah. No, that's cool. And I remember seeing some of the pictures, though. It was awesome to see things like that. You're just going to stick in the ground. But what right. Brenda and others did and actually making things look nice is is a big deal. I mean, it is when someone walks in, it adds a lot of a lot of credibility to what you're doing that, you know, someone actually prepared this and it looks nice and yeah. and is attractive. I think that's really cool. Well, um, well, what would you say to people who, you know, think they can't really make a difference because they're financially limited? What would you say to someone who says, I can't do anything. I don't make a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that all you need to really do is keep, like find something that's your passion that you'd be into. Like if you're a reader and you love books, I've always wanted to have a bookstore. So it's kind of like a bookstore for a weekend, but um, <laughs> you know, you just put it out there for people to, to donate those books. We didn't go out and buy books. We just asked for donations and, and that's what people did. They just brought tons and tons of books. And um, really, I just had to donate my time. I didn't have to put any money into that. I made a couple of signs. And um, I did put in some work ahead of time on social media just to notify my local groups in my area and um, ask friends to to share my post. And, and we got a lot of uh, uh, customers from that. So it really wasn't um, a, a financial burden at all. Uh, it's just asking other people to come together. And then, you know, also I think using um, the people in your in your group um, who have, you know, great strengths. I have a friend who is uh, a very creative with making posters, like online graphics. And so she, I always go to her and say, hey, can you make me this or that? You know, you just, the people around you who are into it and they want to, to help out, like just see what their strengths are and they'll donate their time. I mean, they just ask them and all they can say is no, but they usually do want to help in some way. That's awesome. Well, that's cool. Well, so if I were to sum up, I think what I've, I've heard you say today, I think, um, you know, starting with what you're passionate about is always a good deal because you're going to be able to speak about it passionately, right? Not just the ministry, but then the fundraiser, like something you really like to do. Um, uh, it sounds like, um, you know, uh, pulling other people in is a, is a good thing. That's a, that's a big deal because it, it allows them to get involved and, and get involved in our ministry. And, um, and I think that's pretty awesome and, and really spreads the word about what, you know, you're raising funds for, you know, through others being involved, um, thinking about what people like in your area, but also do, not being afraid to do some trial and error there. I think that's huge. Right. I think that um, God really paid God really paid that off. I mean, you know, you guys just jumped in there and yeah. uh, and did it. And he everything so far has really come through. That's awesome. Um, anything, also, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to ask anything else you want to add. Yeah. Something that I, I think is very important is you can make a goal, but God's going to let whatever's going to happen, happen. So yes, we made $7,000 at that plant sale, but we made, you know, I think it was 1500 at the book sale and it's not, shouldn't be seen as a failure. You know, um, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be, I had to take myself out of the equation and not put, um, a lot of stock in my goals because, uh, you know, fundraising goals, because, um, what God wants it to be, it's going to be. And so Absolutely. I have to really make sure I keep that at the forefront of, of my goal. You know, I'm making a goal, but I really, whatever God wants to happen will happen. He knows where it needs to go. He knows how much is needed. And, you know, it is a trial and error. Okay. So we only made this much here. Well, maybe that's all we were supposed to make, or, you know, maybe we can tweak things and have it a little longer or reach more people or, you know, and I don't, I don't, wouldn't want someone to, make, you know, $500 and think it was a failure, you know? Really? So yeah, any, any amount that you make is a help, especially U.S. dollars in Zambia goes a lot farther. So 
Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I mean, if you think about fifteen hundred bucks, I mean, that's more than donating a hundred dollars a month for a year. I mean, that's that's huge. Yeah. And so, and then together, you know, Tina, like I said, I mean, I think you guys are getting close to having you know raised eleven thousand dollars in the last year. And so that's that's huge, and that that goes a long ways in in uh, in Zambia. In fact, that's um, that's almost our our one month's budget in Zambia. So you know, together. Uh, you and, and all those people that have joined with you have pretty much provided for that ministry for a full month. And uh, and you're not even done yet, which is awesome. So <laughs> that is awesome. Well, we really appreciate you and uh, your passion uh, for the ministry and just, I mean, following through, you know, being passionate about it and wanting to make a difference and, and really following through and doing that. We really appreciate you very much, Tina uh, and all, and all everyone at, at Live Oak. Let me just give a shout out to Live Oak Church. You guys are incredible partners with us and, um, you know, just always checking on us, praying for us and, and um, being, being a part of what we do in, in a number of ways, going on trips, raising funds. I mean, all of it. So they're a wonderful uh, family. I'm really great to be a part of that. That's awesome. Well, so if you're listening to this and you live in Navarre, there are a lot of great churches. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not telling you not to go somewhere. But if you're looking for a place to go, Live Oak uh, is a place to go try. It's an awesome body of, of believers. So, well, uh, thank you so much, Tina. We appreciate you sharing today. And for those of you that are are watching on video or listening today, thank you so much for joining us. Um, it would help us a lot if you would do all the things everybody asks you to do, which is. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to our channel, you know, like this, uh, this video and, and comment underneath, share it with others. Um, and, uh, and then if you're listening to us on, on one of the podcasting platforms, you know, like uh, or love or whatever you can do on it and, uh, and share this with others. It, it helps a lot for us to, to be able to get our message out so that we can plead the cause of orphaned and vulnerable children around the world with, with more and more people. And so uh, we appreciate you all so much for listening today. And if you have any questions about uh, what we've shared today or anything else, you can email me directly at uh, brian at heartofthebride.org. That's Brian with an I uh, at heartofthebride.org. So email me directly. Uh, I love to engage with people. That's, that's exactly what we're here to do. At Heart of the Bride, we are here to equip the body of Christ to fulfill the call of Isaiah 117 and James 127 uh, to meet orphaned and vulnerable children in their need right where they are. So um, don't be afraid to reach out. Uh, we'd love to get to know you. And uh, we'd love to have more people engaged uh, and partnering with us and our cause. So thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you next time on uh, Plead the Cause, where you'll be hearing my daughter's and her husband's uh, adoption testimonies. I'm really excited uh, for you to hear that. So until next time, thank you so much for listening.